and welcome to a new episode of Two Niggas Talking. My name is Taylor. Marcus. And we are back after a hiatus called Life. Yes, Life has been kicking our asses. But we apologize because we did dedicate ourselves to uh, dedicate ourselves on this journey to uh, to bring you guys content. And again, we appreciate the love and support of those people. All right. So now we have a request from the original name maker of Two Niggas Talking, Mr. Q. Yes, sir. Um, talking about the Botham Jean case and the verdict. And... I'm going to say in advance that I have not followed the case since September of last year when this occurred. But in the most recent part of it, obviously the verdict, um, we will be discussing that. Things that we've seen, um, the bullshit that occurred, (laughs) and uh, how we feel about the situation um, in its entirety. So, um, if you're not familiar... Botham Jean was a uh, accountant that lived in the same building as a female police officer and she supposedly accidentally went to the wrong apartment, seen him there thought he was a burglar and killed him in, in, in the apartment but the twist is, she was in the wrong apartment it wasn't her apartment to begin with, she was in his apartment shot him in his own place, he did absolutely nothing wrong um, and the verdict of that case that she was found guilty and only given 10 years to serve with the possibility of parole after five. Um, and then also one of the witnesses in the case was found dead in a parking lot a few days after the verdict, if I'm correct. Yes. Um, so yeah, um, we can go ahead and start digging into this after I, I didn't gave the overview. So, Marcus? I personally have mixed emotions about the the family members of acts during, uh, during the proceedings. Uh, he didn't wish um, he didn't wish ill will on her. He actually didn't even want her to go to jail. And he actually gave her a hug. Um, saying that I love you and stuff like that. Me personally, I couldn't do it myself. I know there would be some type, there would be some form of animosity in my heart for this woman. And I wouldn't wish her well, but I wouldn't wish her bad either. I would just feel indifferent. Uh, Hell, even the judge gave her a hug. I'm just like, well, the judge ain't really supposed to be this um, this emotionally attached to whatever because when it comes to any other race besides this white woman, um, we are shown no mercy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely none. And when I mean none, I mean the jurors, the judge, the prosecutor, the the fucking sketch artists, the fucking stenographers, everybody is against anybody who is the defendant. Correct. And I don't I feel like the the sentence is too light 
should have got at least 15 to 20. I would say 15 plus. Because that may be too much. And all of a sudden, she's just crying. But on the other end, I do understand that the forgiveness and the love wasn't necessarily for her. It was for the family member. Which is why I can understand why he did it. I don't like the shit. But I understand. How you feel, Tay? I would just say the first of all, it couldn't be me. Um, it couldn't be me. It couldn't be my family. Because shit would be a lot different. I'm just going to be very honest. Um, and it's not that I'm a very vengeful person or, or a person who seeks, you know, retaliation or whatever the case may be. But you killed my family member out of pure stupidity. Yeah. No awareness of any kind. How are you a police officer? In this particular case, she was off duty. Mm-hmm. With no sense of, of, of where you are. Mm-hmm. Like, that that does not make sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. With all the training and everything that you receive, this is what... This this is your excuse. Let me ask you a question. How tired... Have you ever been tired to the point you forgot where you lived? No. Because I know that's where my bed is. Right. I know that's where my sense of comfort is. Mm-hmm. My place of peace. Right. I'm not going to forget my peace nowhere. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not going to forget where I'm supposed to be. And my thing is... You coming in the door. I would have some questions for this uh, this uh, apartment complex or wherever the fuck they was living. Because how the fuck can she just open my door? Well, the funny the, the reason why she was able to get in because it was already open. Ah, thank you. Which Clarification. was... Yeah. But my thing is, though, it's just like, you know your key didn't fit right or it didn't work for that apartment. And all of a sudden, you're so tired that... You can't even acknowledge the the door being as accessible as it was. All the lights were out, apparently. I mean, if the lights are out and you're walking around the apartment that you feel like you kind of know. I know some apartments, they have similar models and stuff like that. But everybody doesn't set up their apartment the same. Correct. And I don't care how dark it is. The first thing you do is either you know the um, you know your apartment and you're not cutting on any lights because you know exactly where you're going or you're cutting a light on. Right. But something is going to feel off if you walk into the wrong apartment. Right. So, no, I don't uh, I don't believe her when she say, listen, I'm it's hard to pass judgment. Fuck that. I don't believe her. I just... I, I can't believe I can't wrap my brain around it. Yeah, I can't I just, believe I can't. Yeah, it's just... Um, it's beyond me. But back to back to the whole verdict thing. Um, and the, the brother hugging the the lady. Like, and not wanting to go to jail. Shit. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> you know, and I was also seeing on ABC that a lot of these cases within the last, what? Couple years... Like, especially when involving, like, people of color and specifically black men, the verdicts have been 20 years or less. Absolutely. But, like Marcus was saying, when it comes to us, they want to bury us under the fucking jail, which absolutely makes no sense. So, you're telling me that the value of black life is not equivalent to the black, the, the, the value of white people. Right. And their lives. So, we're that insignificant that the minimum is, is okay. We're supposed to be okay with that because that's a win. 
I mean, you see what I mean? And that, and that, I don't, I don't feel like it's fair. I don't feel like it's okay. Um, I feel like it's bullshit. Yes. I feel like, um, even, even, uh, it just makes, it just irritates me to even think about, like, <laughs> I, 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 I completely agree with you. It's, you know, it's frustrating as hell. You know, it's just, I don't know. Parents were just, was it the dad that said, what did he say? I love you and one day we could be friends or something like that. Somebody said something about somebody being friends. Ain't no way in hell I'm going to be friends with my brother's killer or my son's killer. So, what I was talking about, as far as these sentences, like, just some examples. In August, Roy Oliver, who was a cop in Texas, was sentenced to 15 years in prison after being convicted of the murder and the shooting of a 15-year-old, Jordan Edwards, who was just driving a car away from a house party when the off-duty, excuse me, when the on-duty officer opened fire and hit him. In April, they had one in Florida when a police officer was sentenced to 25 years in prison after he was convicted in the killing of black church musician Corey Jones um, when he came up to Jones' broken-down car on the side of the road. In March, um, a former police officer, Jason Van Dyke, was sentenced to fewer than seven years in prison after he was convicted of second-degree murder and the killing of a 17-year-old, Laquan McDonald. He shot him 16 times. How is that second-degree? I'm just telling you what the conviction was. How the fuck is that second? I I 100% agree with you. Um, Which is is completely, again, unfair as it has been this whole entire time. Um, And they said that the the McDonald did have a knife but did not appear to be moving towards the officer in any way. And then in December of 2017... an officer was sentenced to 20 years in prison after he was convicted of federal charges of second-degree murder and obstruction of justice in the killing of an unarmed black man, Walter Scott, who was shot in the back when he ran following a traffic stop. Um, I just feel like you can't break your car down. <laughs> you can't have something wrong. You can't live. You can't, you can't have something to protect yourself. You can't. You can't go to a house party. You can't go to a pool. You can't go anywhere. Like I've seen in that post, like it's true. You cannot go anywhere and be black and wear black skin. You can't. You know what? This shit is unfair. It's 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 foul. It's like we can't live life. Up. We can't enjoy life in the simple things because we're a target. Um, you a target, and it's it's not cool at all. Um, I also feel like what made the jurors think that 10 years was adequate unanimously agreed on the sentence they agreed with that and then the judge let that go by like that was supposed to be okay I just read that in ABC and I'm just like what Sorry, people, we moving from going to breakfast to coming to have a seat in the house. So, um, yeah, that's what I read on the ABC News article that they agreed with that. Like, I just. I could. 
I'm sorry. I'm I'm coming in as Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> that woman is guilty. And that's it. I was just like, give her the chair. Like, I don't care. Like, she's getting everything that I feel she deserves. And that's coming from me. But honestly, but is it about us when we when we think about that? And saying that. Like, having this mindset of that's not good enough just because you took my loved one. I mean, I'm just asking a question. Well, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. Listen, there's nothing that could bring back my 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 slain family member. Correct. But hurt people hurt people. Did you know the district judge gave her a Bible? Yeah. She so did. we just got Bibles on deck? Yeah, they have to. What do you think they swear on? No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you just give it her. A black person you know don't have Bible. I'm... That's not what I'm saying. Do <laughs> she do this to everybody she charged? Or was this just because it was in the media? Um, like it was under, you know, a microscope. It was, it was being seen. You know, like would she have been this compassionate, this giving, if it wasn't? Well, once the story broke out, you, it was already going to be on. It was going to be on camera. But how ironic is that she got a black judge fighting a racially profiled case? And at the same time, it's just like all these acts of, you know, of forgiveness and, you know, saying and positivity coming from black people, even though the person who and we're giving this same compassion to the person who like personally took something away from somebody. And the same person who she took that person from is showing her compassion. No, it's not a coincidence that this happened. It was meant for it to, to be. It was meant for it to be shown. I don't... Just because I don't agree with it because of how I will personally take care of it doesn't mean I don't understand. Because I do. I understand every aspect of it. It's just like... It has to be some compassion shown. And I think that was actually set for as an example. Like how other people... Because if it was a black man on that stand and then the witnesses and then the victim was white, the judge was white, the jurors was white... Everybody knows it's just like this is how they act. They need to be punished for this. Well, this is exactly how they act, and they need to be punished for it as well. That's how I personally feel about it. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's up, bro? What's going on? Oh, oh, y'all, Godfather just walked in the room. So, what's going on? How you doing? We recording. You, you talking to my girl? We recording, man. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm perfectly fine. I thought maybe you talking to that fine Mrs. Mia. Oh, my Lord. I just want to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you yeah. yeah, don't fucking carry on. Yes, sir. I'll okay. just spit the truth because she's sometimes distorted. No, I no, am not. No, no, no. See, she's bringing... No, she got the We're notes. talking we about the, the bottom jean case, the one where the the cop goes in and kills the, the black dude in his apartment, mistaking it for hers, that case. And then the lady oh. got 10 years. She only got 10 years with five... Uh, with the possibility of parole after five. And probably get out of good behavior in two to hell. Yes. Just, 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 just a travesty to justice. Mm-hmm. Correct. But if it was us, you'd yeah. be thrown under the jail. Absolutely. Thank you. And that's bad that we have that mindset that it's the truth. we we it's I mean dirty. I'm just saying like it sucks that we yeah. have that mindset that if it if it was us, not we would be treated fairly under the under the law, but we know that we're gonna be punished hard more well, more harshly than, than anybody. Than anybody else. Right. That's like we have that program that we can't do stuff because we know that they're gonna hit us with the the every book they got. 
And that's based on experience. Right. Unfortunately. It's so unfortunate. It's going to show that life is not fair. God is not fair. But God is just. And there's a difference between justice and fairness. Right. And sometimes they correlate, but not often. They're 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 more they're more perpendicular than anything. Absolutely. I yeah I can I can say that they'll meet they'll sometimes meet. But, yeah, sometimes meet. But they but they but they will pass. Absolutely. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. Let me interrupt y'all. No, you no. Good. Conversation. Yes, sir. You good? Anything like it to holler at you or that fine meal? <laughs> oh my lord! He's talking about my best friend. He just absolutely loves. So all the beautiful women, please understand that if he sees you in his presence. It, it, Don't tempt him. He is okay. all man. <laughs> He's our boy. He's a man of God, yes, but sir. a man first. Hello, somebody. Yes, yes sir. I'm just saying. You too. Uh, um. Kind of threw you off, huh? No, it didn't throw me off. It's just like we get tired of having these same conversations about. Like we see this stuff too much to where you become almost numb to it. So it's like, what more can you say? We can say everything because we are living in a good time right now when our issues are being acknowledged because we weren't he- always here. Correct. So it's not necessarily like why shouldn't I say something but or should I say something It's like say something. Because now they're at least considered. When it weren't even an afterthought. They were just like, yeah, you'll be alright, get over it. It's crazy how we have to forget about slavery and and racism. But we have to remember the Alamo and remember 9-11. Anything that affects non-minorities. Right. We have to always remember. Remember why we are in the Middle East. Always remember why um, they're asking for Border Patrol. But as it comes to the history on how this nation was built, why this nation was built, and who was this nation built for, we are always told to forget. Get over it. You know, it's in the past. You know what I'm saying? You guys are better. You guys are good now. So get over what has always, what has happened to you. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't like that. I don't appreciate that shit at all. No. Nope. We're definitely on the same page with that. Mm-hmm. Like, we always have to be the ones to forgive. You know, and it sucks because ain't nobody forgiving us for anything. We make a mistake. And we the worst people in the world. We the worst. We savages. We're, we're, we're only good enough to fucking throw down a rhyme or shoot a ball. Or, you know, we, mm-hmm. we're expected to be involved in like gang violence and everything. And people was hoping that it was something wrong or that they was looking for something with this young mm-hmm. man. You see, they want to know if he had, if he smoked weed or, you know, he carried weapons or if he was ever gang affiliated or, you know, lack of education or whatever. He was an accountant. They show. They came from a great family. They try to justify if he did something in his past to deserve his fate. And how to, often do they do that with white people or other people? Well, you can tell like they don't do it in the news. Like, um, like if you see like Tyreek Hill, Tyreek was like Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs was was lied upon 
uh, tried to be set up and he was made to look out like the bad guy to the point when they had the truth. But during the entire time that they were talking about it, they kept showing his mugshot. Right. But if something happens to, let's say, a white person, they are shown how of much of a family man that they are, how a positive influence they are to the community. They're always shown to be out the good. So I feel like most of this shit is through media. Right. And so I don't like the fact that uh, we have to be forgiving all the time. Like, just imagine if she was shown the same, like, she was shown the same sympathy as we are shown in the courtroom. Right. Like everybody is scouring at this woman and we're and like we're all we're all we stay crying. We stay crying. We it's not a time when black people not crying. But what if they threw her like you think they would be in uproar saying like that was too harsh? Like she shouldn't she doesn't deserve that. What if she got twenty five to life? Imagine if the judge says, I, I hope God has mercy on yourself and you continue and continues to be with this journey as you go through this next period in your life and gives her 25 to life. How would that be perceived? Like equal treatment to me. But it would be it would it seemed like retaliation or whatever if you yeah. think about it. But then all but, of a sudden, but don't you think if that were to happen, you think that that black judge would. Uh, be looked at differently and she would actually be under the microscope I mean yeah but at the same time it's the same <laughs> it's murder you killed someone it doesn't matter if we, let's take color out of the equation let's take it out mm-hmm. at the end of the day you are a person in the wrong place and you killed someone else period right. they're no longer living breathing this is what I'm talking about. It don't even got to be so much color. Think of the value of somebody else's life. Right. 10 years? My life is worth 10 years. Right. Uh, possibly two and a half. Right. And that's basically my godfather said that. 10 years, five, five after parole, two for good behavior. Two and two, two and a half. You know, it's just... <clears throat> bro, I, mm. So, let me transition out of that. Have you ever dealt with any type of racism? I want to say, I'll say this, any type of racism recently. Do you Have you experienced anything racist? No, I have not. I'm not blatant, I'll say that. Um... I will, will say that an example most recently, everybody knows I go to St. Louis all the time um, to visit. And if you are familiar with St. Louis, you know, when you go to certain parts, they know that it's predominantly white, you know, predominantly minority, you know, like I said, depending on which part of St. Louis you're in. So me and my brother EJ, shout out to EJ, go into Target and you start to see people's faces. You know, they got their nose so far in the air they can sniff God's ass. You know, they look at you sideways. They they don't want to move or, you know, you say excuse me and they look at you like you got shit on your face. You know, and I'm just like, I'm I'm treating you like a decent human being. Mm-hmm. And you're so worried about what the, the money you have in your account, which in some cases you probably don't. You're trying to keep up with the Joneses or the 
Smiths in this case. My thing is, how the um, hell you got your nose up if you shopping at Target? Hey, Target nice. Target is nice, but it ain't a place where you stick your nose up. I'm if just you saying. you looking for good prices, bougie ain't for you. Correct. But, I mean, what you see what I'm saying, like, that, the, the looks that people give all the time, you know, it is... Is 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 a problem, the the lack of. I was reading an article about the whole white people not wanting to to move or say excuse me. Um, it was written by a black woman who like was explaining that they just don't. They feel like everything belongs to them. And I'm not bashing white people. It's just a trend within that white community of things that we experience. I do have white friends. My grandmother is white. And I'm not saying it like the whole, I got black friends type deal. I'm just saying, for example, that I don't have anything against white people. I will more or less be against the things that are done. It just seems to come out of this community a little bit more often. (laughs) Um, and I, and so I'm just throw that out there. Um, I will say one of my biggest things that I've dealt with as far as racism goes was when I was in college. It was my freshman year of college. And by this point, I'm still naive to the world around me. And I think that everything's fucking honky dory, you know, and I get in this class. It was sociology with uh, New Stoddard. And anybody from Northwest who knows New Stoddard knows his classes are already ridiculous. <laughs> You know, and he's an oddball within itself. He's the definition of weird. Um, So we get there first few days of class. And, you know, it's kind of one of those points where people are trying to find out where they need to sit. So, again, this is one of my first few college classes. You know, everybody's like, oh, sit in a T-spot in the classroom, yada, yada, yada. This was in Volk. This before they redid everything. 2009. So I get in the front of the class, um... And normally the the Iowa, Nebraska, cowboy, boot-wearing, fucking thick thread jean, cowboy hat, oversized sweatshirt, probably a beer gut, oh, um, oh, chicks. Oh, Wrangler boot cut wearing it. Like, <laughs> the, the agriculture kids that had to take this class as a gen ed was in the front. Okay, because I would normally be sprinting from one side of campus to the other. So I would get there literally right when class started. So that means I would have to sit in the back. Um, So this particular day, my class got out early. I got to this class early. I was like, cool, I can sit in front. So it was only a few people in there. I was like, like I said, I'm sitting in the front. And this girl had this big ass fucking trapper keeper. I ain't seen no fucking trapper keeper since middle school. (laughs) Why you got this big motherfucker, period? She had her stuff, you know, kind of set out on this table. Like, they had, like, the long lecture tables. Mm-hmm. And I kind of sit in a seat next to her stuff. Didn't move her stuff, didn't touch it, didn't fucking grace it in any way. Right. So, I sit down, and she kind of looked at me funny, and she didn't say anything. And then a few more of her friends come in, and they sit with her. And people start kind of filing in the class. It's a few minutes before class starts professor hadn't even come in yet and she starts like scoffing real hard <laughs> like like why you can't sit somewhere well, I mean like why she can't sit somewhere else why is she sitting up here and I'm like I'm not paying attention I'm getting stuff laid out for class I didn't pull my recorder out I got my notebook pencils whatever highlighters ready you know to start class and I hear that I'm like what are you talking about it's like you you people always want to sit up here and I asked her I was like what do you mean by you people 
She's like, well, I'm just saying I was saving a seat for somebody. I said, well, you could have asked me to politely, you know, scoot over a few seats if you just wanted to sit with your friends. But at the end of the day, we ain't got no signed seats in this room. I got here in time. I'm sitting where I want to sit. And she was like, I'm just tired of you people being everywhere all the time. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we have the, we have the same opportunity as a, for an education as you do. So what's the problem? I paid my tuition just like you. You know, and she was just like, well, you can just go sit in the back like you already been doing. I said, I can see what the fuck I want to see. That's a fact. You know, and she started being extra and being loud in this classroom and, and started cussing and a bunch of other stuff. You know, at this point, I'm ready to fight. The teacher comes in the room. And he's just like, he sends me in the hallway. So I get upset. Like, what the fuck are you sending me out of the classroom for? I didn't do nothing wrong. And I mean, I got, I got called an aggressor because I stood up for myself, you know, because she decided to, to, to use her shit to justify her actions to my you people. And then when I asked her to clarify, she made it worse. So I know you understood and you knew what you said. Oh, Absolutely. You know, I try to give you the opportunity, like, you know, sometimes we say stuff that we don't really mean, you know, so I try to give her the benefit of the doubt and give her the chance to speak up. And she chose not to. She said what she said. I can respect that you said what you said, but if I respectfully beat your ass, then I would be justified as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is the world that we live in and it, and it sucks. Or like, for example, I'm going to throw out another one. Shout out to Quentin because I'm going to kind of throw this out here. He was, from what I was told by his wife, shout out to Mia. Um, he was helping a customer. My dude works at AT AT&T. So if you, uh, need, you need a new phone or something, go see Quentin at the Zona Rosa, uh, AT&T location. Mm -hmm. Um, helping this woman with her phone, I believe. And I don't know if, if she was just frustrated or, you know, he was trying to troubleshoot some things or whatever, but she made the comment of, um, I, I knew somebody like you um, couldn't help me. And, you know, started doing a bunch of extra stuff. Quinn being the, the man that he is, of course, held his composure. But that doesn't mean it didn't affect him. And Ooh. then he got escorted out of the store. I mean, sorry, she got escorted out of the store. And he, she was like, all this over a nigger. Oh. You know, if, oh. if, if this, you know, and I'm just thinking in my head. That couldn't have been me. Quentin, I'm just saying I'm proud of you, brother. You know. I'm proud of you, He held it together, you know, because we're expected to react in that moment. We're expected to be the angry black person, you know, and spaz. They want us to spaz. Right. And, And man, oh, that should be looking prime, too. I'll be wanting to spaz out on these like white people at work. Right. And it's just like, why? Why did you fix your mouth to even think that that was okay? To get me. Oh, because you know if I flip out, you can play victim. Right. Oh, you trash-ass bitch, you. Right. You know, oh. and I'm just like, and I'm just thinking in my head, like, that's that's the reality that we live in every day. This case does not surprise me. That shit is crazy. Like, we're, we're expected to come in contact with, in this particular instance, white people that don't give a fuck about us. Man. Our value of life is nothing. You know, and they get away with murder, literally. Yep. And that's essentially with this. I feel like even though she was charged, I feel like she still got away with murder. That's a fact. The fact that she's eligible for parole after five years is a problem for me. I got family members that have done things, you know, to protect themselves and to protect their families. And they have life. Life. Life in prison. Mm -hmm. 
because of the opportunity. No eligibility for parole at all. Yeah. Will die in prison. No matter if this, we ain't taking this case through the parole hearings. I don't know how many times you are not eligible for parole. You are not eligible for parole. You will not see life outside of these walls. You will die in here. Mm-hmm. That shit is. But tw- but but ten years. All of these cases that I read off are no more than twenty five, and they're all eligible for parole, to my knowledge. That's for 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 essentially black people minding their own business. They got They got to change. How uh, uh, leaving a house party? My car's broke down on the side of the road, but you shoot me sixteen times. Like, I understand the dude that may have had the knife in the car, but he wasn't approaching the officer in any way. He just had a, a knife in the car. People carry knives all the time. Knives, why mace, uh, are, weapons, whatever. Why are cops even allowed to have a gun that can hold 16 bullets? Now, I understand you have to protect yourself, but I don't think... Because excessive shooting, it's like... and. If you imagine a man get shot like 20 times, you have to believe that there was some reloading in that in that case. So it's pow, 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 clip drop. And then you put the clip, then you tuck back the hammer, and then you shoot again. And you're saying this is like, I feel like I was in life. Excessive? Excessive. I feel like we're giving them the ticket to be excessive. Like we, we like not us, but I'm just saying the the police departments Absolutely, and everything yeah. like that supply them with with their resources. I feel like they're giving them the ticket to be excessive by supplying them with all of these extra things. Like and then most times when we come into a traffic stop, it's just not one officer. It's multiple cars that pull up nine times out of ten. So imagine all of you motherfuckers got sixteen rounds. If I'm not mistaken, police do not have to go through any any mental uh, stability check when they apply for these jobs. And I think if that were to change, and if it is actually given, I hope that it is, but if if police officers were offered, you know what I'm saying, were a actually... A psyche eval. Like, yeah, if you had to go through a psyche evaluation just to become a police officer... I'm pretty sure we could probably we could possibly nip out, you know what I'm saying, some of the bad apples that we're supposed to forgive the entire police force. When in actuality, we don't have um a few bad apples as far as minorities. We are the bad batch. And every and every minority is presumed guilty first. Right. As far as all police are not. All police are not racist, only a few bad apples. Right. Which I feel is unfair. Now, as far as racism for me, as far as recent, I would say a few months ago, I was at work. I work at the Ford Assembly Plant in Clay Como, Missouri. Don't get no whiter than that. <laughs> um, it was, I stand, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I'll stand outside with the cigarette smokes because smokers are some of the most fun people that I know. So as black people, we kind of just go to and hang out with the familiar just as much as anybody else. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a, it's it's an okay group. I would say about like seven of us. We're all sitting outside this old white man with a wider mustache. 
uh, look like he, you know, stay in the woods. And he just walks by. He's like, damn, looks like a lineup out here. And then just walks right on past. And we all just stood there. And it's just like, did he just say what the fuck I think he just said? And the only thing that we could we could do at that time is complain. We are working in in a non-minority dominated area in a non-minority dominant business in a non uh, non-minority dominant uh, demographic and and just society everything is 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 pretty much pro white so we we constantly are put in positions to where we have to bite our tongue to where we cannot spaz out because we are constantly proving that we are not all hostile when in actuality every last person that is a minority is hostile and it's based off of history. Right. It's based off of experience. It's based off of something that is familiar. You cannot say you do not believe all these people if everybody is the same. Everybody relates to it. If like if you listen just to black people and stories on upbringing, we all had similar ass whooping scenarios. We all have had similar hanging out scenarios, right. and most likely we've all been encountered uh, encountered by police officers in a disrespectful and racial way. Just about anyone who has dealt with it, there are some instances when we have experienced both the good and the bad. But there is no way in hell you can tell me that the percentage of black people in this country, not even over the world, but in this country, have similar stories and upbringings. You don't see an issue with that? (laughs) How many people have grown up poor and tried to get to where they were but have been restricted due to the systems in place that keep us there? Right. And nobody's saying anything? Right. And until like now, that's a big ass issue. And back in what, 2009, it was like, no, 2010, we just, um, yeah, we just graduated. And I ain't had no car, I ain't had no job, but I was looking. So I'm on my two heels, hooking and booking. Ain't no sidewalks on this side, man. On this, you know, them outer roads on them highways. Right. Ain't got no sidewalks, but I gotta get to that. I gotta get to the other side. So right. I'm walking, leaving my leaving my dad's house. And this was the one day that I did not pack a knife. I used to walk around with knives. I no longer walk with knives because of this incident. And I'm walking. The police car is approaching me. Then all of a sudden, they just cut the lights on as soon as they see me. He's coming over the hill. All of a sudden, he sees the per and he hits the lights. He pulls, and then I'm walking and I get pulled over. And he was just like, what's, what's going on? I was just like, nothing. He was just like, where are you coming from? I was like, my house. And he goes, where, you, where do you live? I, I stay in such and such apartments. And he goes, oh, well, there's a lot of robberies coming from that area, so I'm going to have to frisk you. And I go, 
all right, I, you know what I'm saying, I oblige, you know what I'm saying, I just, I follow all the rules, and uh, it was a, it was a white cop, and then his partner was Mexican, then it's got, and then the white cop, because the white cop did everything, and the and I kind of saw the the Mexican cop. He was kind of uneasy because he knew what the what his partner was doing, and he was just like, "Where are you going?" And I told him I'm going to the library. This was on a Saturday, and he was just like, "I didn't know the library was open Saturday." In the back of my mind, I'm like, "Motherfucker, you work right up the street from the damn library. Like that's you you right up the street. And how the fuck you work for a government building, and you're part of the government." How the fuck you don't know what the hell is going on right. in the area that you patrolling? And all of a sudden, he didn't find anything on me. There's no knives. There's nothing. They had him run my ID. They found nothing on me. He was just like, okay, you be careful out here. Yeah, thank you. And then I walked off. And then five minutes later, as I'm walking, my friend pulls up with the car. I was like, nigga, you couldn't have, You should have been here sooner. But I was mad at him, but I didn't have no phone to call. But it's like with this, with the whole racism and the police thing, and it's just frustrating. It's frustrating as hell. And it's like you get, you form some type of PTSD, anxiety, and it's just like all types of mental shit. And people wonder why people smoke weed and do drugs and have vices that clear their mind and, you know what I'm saying, keep their mind off of the shit that. That they can't escape. And most, I mean, and what's crazy is when most people see them blue and red lights behind us, even if we've done nothing wrong, we, still we immediately get, get nervous. Yep. You know, just because we've known of instances where things have, have happened and the person was not doing anything wrong. They were not where they weren't supposed to be. They were following the rules of the road or mm-hmm. they, they made sure they... To use their turn signals, overstopped at a stop sign, whatever, and was still fuck with. Right. You know, um, I would say that, for example, when I was in Maryville, and I used to have a 2002 Impala, and it was red, and I would get stopped all the time, and people never understood why, and I'm like, because I was told that my car looks like a drug dealer car. What the fuck does that sound like? What the fuck does that look it's like? It's just, a, I'm a female in a car. You know, and, and every time they would come to my window, they wouldn't, they would be shocked that it was me. And I just, I don't understand. It was to the point where I, I had to go and complain constantly that this is happening for it to finally stop. Y'all people do not even see that there's any, there's some people out here that don't see anything wrong with what the cops did. As far as much as we tell our story, it's like, well, the cop was just doing his job. I was just like, okay, that sounds nice. Yeah, it sounds absolutely nice. Now, I don't know if you've heard of this movie. It's called A White Man's Burden. It's with Harry Belafonte and John Travolta. It sounds it, familiar. It is a movie that. Switches the roles when the black people are in the position of their counterparts. And the white people are in the bad neighborhoods. They have terrible living conditions and 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 job security and stuff like that. All the police are black. All the people in the nice houses are black. 
and they look down upon the white people as just as much as they look down upon us. Mm. And man, that movie jumped up to my favorite movie after my first watch. And I I haven't watched it since because it hurts every time I watch it because I know what they're talking about. But man... There's a scene in there that seals every frustration, that it captures everything. It's like none of that subliminal, like Will Smith bright shit that they tried to do. Yeah, but that was that, bullshit. Oh my gosh, like none of that. No, it is blatant. It is in your face. None of that shit. It is strictly the roser switch. It is, it is the most realistic thing that you could possibly see. If this was this, and this was this. And now you can see where the fuck we come from. No. I heard like it had the opening day. And then after that, it went straight to video. Like they shut it down. Like I wasn't I wasn't around when it, when it came out. I don't think. I think it was like the 80s. Maybe the 90s. I'm not too sure. But when that happened. It's like. You can't, like, that, that part right there, then you can't deny everything that goes around. Because it's like, these, the people who are, are doing well in life, they're not coming down to the areas that we're comfortable in. And all this other stuff. And this man, he went through drastic measures in order to secure his job or get more money. Because his, he was being evicted and he was having money issues. The same things that we go through in our lives trying to survive in this God-forsaken country. Right. And it is, it was, it is very eye-opening. And if you have any chance of watching this movie, I recommend it. I recommend you show all your white friends. It's one of the funniest, listen, I say throw a movie night, bring the white people over, (laughs) and put that movie on. So you ever seen this movie called White Man's Burns? Got Joshua Volkley in it. Big it up, all the white people, and shit, all of it. John Travolta. Yeah, all of that. It's like earlier in his career, you probably didn't even see. And when I tell you, if that movie doesn't affect them, then you need then you need some different friends. You absolutely need some different friends. That was. Uh, I'm blessed to have the the friends that I have. I will say that. You know, and I'm one of them people, like, I don't, I, I fall in love with the person. I don't really give a damn about your color. You could be purple with spots. Um, but I will say the the few white friends that I do have, they're very aware of the issues. Um, very, very much allies. Um, they're not going to pretend like they know the struggle, but they can understand why we would be so frustrated, frustrated behind the things that we experience every day. So I am blessed with the friends that I have. You know, and then also, I was one of them people that was very fortunate. Like I said, my grandmother is white to where she expressed how she felt um, growing up in a partially racial racist family um, that pretty much shunned her for having for having been with a black man and having mixed children, Mm. you know, and what that what that feels like. You know, talking about her her simple upbringing in Madison, Wisconsin. Very, very simple. Cookie cutter. Looked like the fucking Brady Bunch. 
lifestyle. In Wisconsin? Yes. Don't get no wider than that. You know, and, you know, I have an uncle who's our brother that was shunned for being gay. He's been gay pretty much his whole life. You know, um, we'll talk about that too. Yeah, we we gonna talk about that in a different sub in a different um, podcast. But you know, so I mean, like it, it's it's everybody has their issues. Everybody has something that they are either a minority of or that makes them different. We all do. But as far as this case goes, I can't say that's too much different than things that we've experienced already. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like. Like you also become like you become so numb to it because it happens so often and that is not okay. It's not. Like when I heard, I'm just like, well, here go another one. Here go another white person that's getting away with murder. Mm-hmm. You know, and even let's talk about this and um, condolences to this man's family. One of the witnesses in the case, the one of the primary witnesses in the case, um, end up being killed days after the verdict in a parking lot, not far from where. The uh, bottom gene was uh, killed at, like not far at all. You know, and it is sad. It's like, like who was retaliating? Because it didn't just happen out of nowhere. I'm sorry, you'd be a damn fool to think that it just happened just because. How's that person just end up dead out of like out of the blue after mm-hmm. testifying against one of those highly ra- high, highly racial cases? Like, nah, that's that's not that's not. Right. So now this family got to bury their loved one. Mm-hmm. You know, and it makes them think like, well, should he even have said anything in the first place? Like, Man. it's like being a witness he puts a bounty on your head. Yeah. That's why we have that whole we don't snitch policy in the black community. You I mean, out, out of, the, you know, the, the the law that we understand amongst our community. But like, we know that if we open our mouths... We essentially signing our own death certificate, mm-hmm. you know, and and in most cases we trying to do it to do the right thing. Yeah, going against what we've what we've been raised with the whole no snitching. We we keep what goes on in our community in our community, even though that's a that's a curse with us because nothing ever gets solved. Mm-hmm. He stepped outside of that and said, "It's somebody's life that has been taken, and I know something." Absolutely. And then you end up dead afterwards. All because you wanted to, to help somebody. And I, I'll have to look further into to his death, but you know, it just it's it just screams Hey, somebody didn't put some money up. It's crazy that the model of the police is protect and serve. But maybe we've been looking at it the, the wrong way. You protect your own and you serve your so, own. So yeah, so you're not so you're you're telling half truths. Right. The funny thing is the history. I'm the reason why to us we're not surprised is because of the same education that they try to deny us that we also we also partake and we hold dearly. Like does it like the original plan for the police was to capture slaves. Correct. So it doesn't shock us that we have to go through this all the time because. Of the origin of the police. And they had no training of any kind. It was just a bunch of regular fucking white folks. It was. With guns. It was catch the niggers. To go to catch niggers. That's what they Yep. So no. So it's no. It's no surprise that these. These. You know. Racist cops are. You know. They're still a part of the police force. And they're still policing. The. The terrible neighborhoods that they judge. And. And. 
they don't, you know what I'm saying? They can't identify with it all. They don't. So because it's foreign to them, they get rid of it. Because we shun everything that we are not familiar with. We, we, We ban it from our lives instead of opening, you know what I'm saying, our eyes and our minds to new ideas and, you know what I'm saying, new experiences. But they don't want to know us. They don't want to get to know us. They don't want to believe that we're okay people. Like, we're just people. We bleed the same. We breathe the same. Right. Just because we're different from you doesn't make us wrong. Right. Because at the end of the day, everybody came from Africa. And that's hard for some people to believe. Which is... The origins of man man begin in Africa. I'm just... I don't care what science you look at, cause they'll tell you. As long as you're, as long as the, as the white man can profit off of black people, the black man will always serve a purpose. Correct. So, don't and we, 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 we're more, we're worth more dead than alive, so that don't oh, help either. Nah, we're more worth more alive. Nah. No, no, we are. <laughs> no. From what, from what, they say anyway. No, they they need us because the moment you you take away black people, the the moment everything goes to shit. Right. You, you need black people. You can be listen. They didn't kill all the slaves. Correct. Okay. They 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 kept the obedient ones. They kept the uh, the Uncle Toms, them snitching ass niggas. Uh, preferably light skin because. Their skin because they're not as black, so they're not as demonic. That's how they see them. Right. So, um, but no, as long as you can serve a purpose, um, emphasis on the serve, uh, you will always have, you will always be safe. And I think that's where a lot of us, you know, minorities, tend to keep it. We tend to stay in the in the in the safe zone. Like, like I'm on base. You can't tag me. Right, like, and that's that's where, that's where we are right now. As of right now, we're in the safe zone. We're not bothering anybody. We're not, you know, saying we're not causing any issues for anybody. You know, what I'm saying we work for, you know, whoever it is that we work for, pay our taxes half the time. Cool and, Wesley Snipes, and some niggas is, <laughs> some niggas is Ron Isley out here. Oh hell. And, and, <laughs> But you know, it's just we kind we just we just want we just try to we just try to keep our heads above the ground. You know what I'm saying? We don't want none of our family members to pay for a funeral. It's expensive. Right. It's just another damn bill. Right. And it's crazy that we see funeral costs as a bill. Yep. And some of us ain't prepared to go if it were to happen today. And we, none of us are. Get some we, life insurance, y'all. We are man. Get some health benefits. Take your ass to the doctor. All that shit. Right. And keep you listen. Just find listen. Do anything that you can to keep your family and yourself safe. Because at the end of the day, nobody's gonna be there for you but yours. Stay positive. You know what I'm saying. Um, you quit hugging white people in the in the courtroom. At- <laughs> Fuck that. I can't. When I see that picture, I mean, I angry. And and I think it was the dad I was talking about. So maybe one day we could be friends. I'll never be friends. You smoking a bag of dicks. We can't be, be friends, friends, fam. You're never not my friend. Be friends ever. My family. Now, obviously, he don't know what the mother. definition of a friend is because a friend ain't taking my son off this planet. 
for no reason. Sorry. Accidentally or on purpose. Or accidentally on purpose. I mm, No. Accidentally on purpose. Alright, but we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. So, um, let us know your thoughts. Reach out on social media. Um, yeah. Yeah. We will post this stuff on social media. And, you know, you can personal message us. Or, um, yeah, or respond on a post that we just put up. Because nine times out of ten, we're going to post this on our pages. Absolutely. So, um, get with us. So, again, my name is Taylor. Marcus. And you guys have a great day on purpose.